Hey Seeker, my name is Luca Nikora, your host. Welcome to And Now What? The podcast. Here you will find science-based information and tools to help you on your mental and physical health journey, as well as amazing meditations to help you reprogram your mindset. Today we'll fight loneliness together and talk about the importance of relationships. Not romantic relationships, that's the topic of another video, but just relationships in general. And I will give you some tips to help you get out of isolation since making friends as an adult is kind of weird. Especially after all these lockdowns, because they got us all scared of one another. Hey Jeremy, wanna grab a beer sometime? In a well-ventilated, clean, uncrowded, sanitized, social distance abiding place? Sounds fun, right? Have you heard of the longest running study on happiness? It's called the Harvard Study of Adult Development. In this project, 723 men from various backgrounds were followed since 1938. That's like when Captain America was still a skinny kid. There were two groups of participants. The first groups were all students at Harvard and graduated during World War II, most heading off to serve in the war. The second group were all boys from Boston's poorest neighborhoods, and they were specifically selected because they came from troubled and disadvantaged families. Your car's wicked pisser. That's what Boston accent sounds like to me. And what they found is that relationships are extremely important. It has a huge effect on your mental and physical health even more than money or fame. More and more people feel lonely. Did you know that 47% of Americans feel lonely? That's crazy, that number doubled since the 80s. And that number was from before the pandemic. At the age of social media, that's kind of ironic. For the longest time, we thought that the elderly were suffering the most from loneliness. Actually, according to the University of Manchester, the age group that suffered the most from loneliness is the 16 to 24 years old. That's probably why a lot of teenagers commit suicide. Pre-pandemic and self-isolation, 28% of Americans, which is 13.8 million people, lived alone. That means that for these people, they had very limited to no interactions with humans during the lockdowns, sometimes for months. And I was going crazy not seeing anyone for one day. I'm going crazy. I think my bottle is talking to me. Some surveys suggest that within the first month of a coronacation, loneliness increased by 20 to 30% and emotional distress tripled. I can definitely relate to that. Loneliness and social isolation kills. And not like, killing it, man. It's like death. Study shows that loneliness is as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day or alcohol abuse. And it kills two times more than obesity. Does that mean that I can eat burgers every day as long as I have a lot of friends? Of course not, Jeremy. Have you not watched the video I made about junk food and how it kills? If you have not yet, check out this link. Another crazy number, loneliness and social isolation is linked with a 29% higher risk of heart attacks and 30% higher risk of strokes. Hey, wanna be my friend and save each other's hearts? Of course, it's not just about loneliness, it's also about biology, mindset, and lifestyle, but relationships have a huge impact on your heart. Another study shows that there is an increased likelihood of mortality, not just from heart attacks, but other causes by 29% for social isolation and 26% for loneliness. Simply put, isolation bad. Okay, so now what? What can I do to get out of isolation and make new friends since Tamagotchis are not good enough? What do I do? Well, let's look at the tips. And I don't mean my titties. 
What? Anyways, let's get back on track. Now, first, let's look at what loneliness is. Loneliness is different from being alone. It's a subjective feeling of not being understood, feeling disconnected, taken for granted, or uh, seen, but not understood. Sounds like my feeling when my buddies are not answering me on the group text. No one loves me! But then five minutes later, oh. They love me. Some people don't need a lot of connections in their lives, just a couple meaningful ones. And some people have a thousand friends and still feel lonely. Let's look at what we can do when we suffer from loneliness. First, ask yourself, what does loneliness mean to you? How many friends do I need to feel comfortable? If you're an introvert or an extrovert, you may have very different answers. Do you have people in your life that you feel like they really get you? Is there anything you can do to strengthen these relationships? Based on these answers, there are a lot of things that you can do. But first, let's look at what you can do for yourself. One way to deal with loneliness is to think about three things on a daily basis that you are grateful for. Luca, you're talking about gratitude all the time. Why? Because this will help you shift your mindset of lack into recognizing that your life is full of gifts. But don't say, I'm grateful for Back to the Future. Be more specific. I'm really grateful for Back to the Future because it made me dream as a kid and well, still as an adult, like I really wanna get those Nikes. Not only that, spending time watching these movies with my brother helped these two different kids have things in common. See the difference? Sit with the feelings. That's a tough one for us male identifying humans. We tend to think that feelings make us weak and uh, that the only feeling that's okay to express is anger. Hold not happy. Truth is, feelings are not going anywhere. And if you want to be a compassionate friend, you have to be a compassionate human being towards yourself. Proud of you, Lukes. When you sit with your feelings, you'll see that they are not as scary as they seem. For me, it has helped me a lot when I have a lot of emotions to just lie down, relax, close my eyes, and focus on my body. And I try to locate where the feeling is in my body what happens usually is that there is a burst of emotion things come out and then followed by a feeling of peace and sometimes even laughter because we let go of a huge weight now let's look at how you can strengthen and develop your current relationships study shows that positive healthy relationships reduces risk of dementia by 17 percent but unreliable critical and annoying behaviors by partners spouse children friends dogs uh, increases risks of dementia by 31%. What does that mean? Well, let's see how you can turn these critical negative support relationships into positive ones. Or be ready to let go of some people. You are fired. Learn your love language and those of your loved ones to be able to express how you like to be loved and how you understand it, but also to love them back in a way that they understand. Link below to the love language quiz and let me know in the comments what is yours. Mine is definitely physical touch, but I also love words of affirmation. So if you wanna make me feel loved, drop a comment down below. And you will also find my link to Audible with which you can get two free audiobooks. So if you feel lonely in any of these important relationships, share that tool with them so that you can find a way to love each other in a way that you feel less lonely. People often feel taken for granted. When you can, give out a compliment. Compliments about outfits and looks is nice, but if you really wanna make them feel good, compliment them about their personality or something that is special to them. Luca, I really love how flexible your face is. Thanks. Keep realistic expectations. A friend does not have to satisfy all your needs. When you find yourself being annoyed because a friend is not doing what you expect them to, take a step back, breathe, and remember, 
they may be doing the best they can. Take time to listen to your friends for realsies. You know when you're formulating an answer in your head to add up to what you just said, instead of listening to your friend and when they finish their sentence, what you answer has nothing to do with what they just said. Why do we do that? Ask questions and be interested in their feelings, opinions, and experiences. Provide wise support. When your friend is talking about what's troubling them, don't say, thank God I'm not you, but say, wow, that sounds tough. Is there anything I can do to help? It's important to provide emotional support by acknowledging their pain. And if the time is right, not when they're like crying their eyes out. See if you can help them find a solution, see the situation from another angle and get their mind out of rumination. Men tend to say, ah, don't worry, you'll pass. Wanna get drunk and forget? Well, that's not that bad. Let me tell you about my problem. These answers don't provide any emotional support, belittle the emotion of your friends and helps running away from your problems, which is never a solution either. Love and support y'all. If you feel like you don't really know how to address your feelings to your male friends, I have a problem I'd like to run by you. There's one thing that most men are scared of is emotions. But there's one thing they love to do, and that's problem solving. Asking your buddies to help you out solving a problem will get them really excited to help you and will give them permission in the future to do the same. Making friends as an adult is a skill. It feels uncomfortable because it's like asking someone on a date. I wish we could go to a random person who looks fun and go, you wanna have a play date, adult play date? Sounds wrong. A good way to meet new people is to volunteer for a cause that really matters to you. Like animal shelters, help the elderly, sporting events, summer camps, at a church, or at a beard convention. Yeah, those are real. And what's great about that is that study finds that volunteering boosts happiness by providing a purpose. Have you heard of Couchsurfing? It's an app on which you can find free beds or couches on which to sleep on sleep on. You don't have to travel and go to other towns. If you download the app, you'll find that there are events that you can go to and couch surfers are always super happy to meet new people. Or two birds with one stone. Ow, that hurts. Doik, take a class. You can learn and meet people at the same time. Take a dance class, an improv class, or a drama class. These classes forces you to interact with other humans. Maybe some of these things are obvious for you, but for me as a Swiss man, I had to learn them because uh, you don't really talk to people you don't know in Switzerland. How do we make friends back home? Hi, my name is Luca. Stay away! To create a connection, tell them something personal and ask them an open-ended question. Thinking about it, the people that are the most fun to hang out with are not necessarily the most entertaining people, but people who ask you questions and really seem to care about your opinion. A positive thing the pandemic has given us is a global shared experience. You can ask them how they experienced it or tell them what part sucked the most for you and what you learned out of it. For me, it really helped me getting into daily meditations, so. That's a pretty good thing. Active listening and reflect. That must have been hard and not bummer. <laughs> How to reconnect with old friends? First, reminisce. Talk about the shared experience you had in high school or kindergarten or back in the womb. If you're reconnecting with your twin brother, avoid chit chat, but don't avoid Kit Kats. Don't spend too much time talking about the weather. It is a conscious exercise to lead the conversation towards a connection. If you need a cheat sheet, write down a couple questions before you meet your friends. I really like your tie. Where did you buy it? Not like that, Luca. Oh, you know what I mean. When you own your vulnerability, you take control of it. It's like stand-up comedians when they show